What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey there. Welcome to Dear Gabby. I'm your host, Gabby Bernstein. And if you landed here, it is absolutely no accident. It means that you're ready to feel good and manifest a life beyond your wildest dreams. Let's get started. Welcome back to Dear Gabby. Today, I have a great feeling about this show. I don't know what it is, but something in me is saying it's going to be a good one. I have everybody in the waiting room coming in to be Dear Gabby, and I feel some kind of vibration coming through today, and I'm really excited about it. I'm going to begin this show today with a reading from The Universe Has Your Back Deck. Do you hear me shuffling? Shuffle. Shuffle. Let's go. Thank you, Universe. My hand is on top of the card. Thank you, Universe, for revealing to us what we need to know today. I'm going to pick the top card. Here we go. When I cultivate a spiritual connection, I can trust the universe no matter what. When I cultivate a spiritual connection, I can trust the universe no matter what. Boom. I can trust the universe. I have a lot to say about this card. When I cultivate a spiritual connection, a foundational connection to spirituality, to a faith of my own understanding, we really begin to settle into a new level of faith, a new level of trust, a new level of certainty. When we walk around and live life without any kind of spiritual connection or faith or even a personal growth practice, that helps us connect to our inner wisdom and our intuition, what ultimately happens is we can kind of feel like a fish out of water, like we're flailing around. We feel like we need to control our circumstances to make things happen. We feel like we have to project fear onto the future because we don't want to recreate the past. We feel a sense of uncertainty at all times, and we don't have any kind of way of self-soothing or settling ourselves into a surrendered faithful state. But when we cultivate a spiritual connection, a spiritual foundation, when we get roots 
into the ground, feel grounded and rooted with our own faith of our own understanding, that's when we can really live with a level of certainty that we otherwise never would have had. For me, I've had a devotional spiritual practice for 16 years. I've been on a spiritual path much longer, but I've had a devotional practice for 16 years. I've meditated every single day for that time. As I continued to establish that meditation practice, the more I know I can rely on it, the more I can turn to it when I am out of alignment, the more I can turn to it when I'm stuck in fear and needing to activate that voice of inspiration, the more I can turn to it when I feel disconnected. And this meditation practice is something that I rely on wholeheartedly as a really foundational part of my spiritual connection. So committing to that spiritual connection will give us a new level of certainty and faith. I can't thank that card enough for just reiterating what I felt was going to come through today. So good. And if you are new to your meditation practice, I have such a great resource for you. I just announced the launch of my meditation challenge. It's a 21-day meditation challenge, and you can sign up at deargabby.com forward slash meditation challenge or get the link in the show notes. I will share more about that so you can really, really get grounded in your own practice. And what happens at the end of 21 days of sitting in meditation is that you do experience a new level of certainty and a new level of faith. And the more you develop it, the more you can rely on that faith and certainty. It's a muscle that has to be exercised in order for us to really develop the resilience that we need to move through difficult times and good times with grace, ease, and faith. Wow, I like our topic for today. Cultivating our spiritual connection. Here we go, my friends. Last year, we were on a hiring spree. We were growing our team, looking for people who are really going to be committed to the mission and stick to the promise of this business, which is to help a lot of people and have a lot of fun. And I needed a resource to hire. And there's so many small business owners out there trying to do the same. And because we're so focused on managing and growing our business, it's really hard for us at times to recruit. It's actually one of the hardest things I've ever had to do as a business owner. And that's where LinkedIn Jobs came in for me. It was a lot easier for me to find amazing candidates because let's face it, anyone looking for a job is on LinkedIn. So I had this great opportunity to use this resource last year. And I have to tell you, it saved me. Through LinkedIn Jobs, I was able to hire the most epic team. And one of the things I'm most proud of when I talk about my company is my team, how beautiful they are, how committed they are. And I wouldn't have been able to find these folks if it hadn't been for this resource. And so I want you to consider this if you are a small business owner, if you're looking to hire an assistant, or if you're at a big company and you're looking to hire, this is an amazing resource. You can get started by posting your job for free to reach LinkedIn's network of 740 million professionals. Oh my God. 740 million. You can fill out targeted screening questions to get the role in front of the most qualified candidates with the experience, skills, and motivation that you need specifically. Then it's easy to filter. It's so easy to prioritize the top candidates you like, and it just helps you organize it. LinkedIn Jobs will help you hire the right person for your role. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your first job for free at linkedin.com slash Gabby. That's linkedin.com slash G-A-B-B-Y to post your first job for free. Terms and conditions apply. 
All right, team, let's bring in the first guest on Dear Gabby today. Who do we have? Who's coming through? Who's coming through? Hey! Gabby. My name is Allison. I can't believe I'm speaking to you. Welcome to the show, Allison. You're so cute. Gabby, I love you so much. I'm working. I have my work from home glasses on. (laughs) I like when my Dear Gabby regulars make it onto the show. Very exciting for me. I'm so excited. I love you so much. Oh my gosh. My heart's beating so fast because I'm so excited to talk to you. My question is about your choose again method, about the second step. I'm wondering about, I'm a student of IFS therapy, thanks to you. So that, thank you for telling me about that. And it's totally changed my mental health journey. Yeah, it's amazing. So my question is choose again method, the second step, forgive the thought. Can you talk about that in relation to an IFS process, you know what I mean? In terms of forgiving the thought and hearing it and kind of giving some insight into that. Yeah, definitely. So let me unpack this for the new listener who, who unlike you, Allison, has been diving so deep, but someone who's new to these practices. So my choose again method is about reconditioning our thoughts. And it's, it is almost like a, like a living meditation because it's consciously choosing to lean into higher vibrational thoughts through the practice of, of, noticing forgiveness and proactively choosing again. So the first step is to notice the negative thoughts that you have on repeat, those those inner critics, those fear-based thoughts. In IFS therapy, we might call those protectors or managers, you know, the the inner critic that's saying, you're not good enough, how could you do this? All of those fear-based belief systems that we've built up and protected for many years. And the second step is to forgive the thought. So what I mean by forgive the thought is we have these thoughts that we keep thinking. And as Abraham Hicks says, a belief is just a thought that you keep thinking. So the moment that you forgive yourself for having that thought, it no longer has a hold on you as a belief. You can simply say, oh my God, it's just, there's that thought again. That's not the truth of who I am. Up, oh, there's that thought again. I forgive myself for falling back into that thought, but it's not who I am. And that helps us disconnect from the belief that we are that thought. And I'll come back to what that relates to IFS in a second. Then the third step in the choose again method is to reach for the next best feeling thought. So in an instance like this, you would reach for a thought that feels better. It doesn't have to be like, I'm broke and now I'm a millionaire. It could be, I'm broke, but I have resources and I can actually pay my bills at the moment. But I have a friend that has a lead that I'm going to get to for that new job and I can get on LinkedIn and I have all these great resources to find a new employment. And so reaching and reaching and reaching for the next best feeling thought. That's the choose again method. Now, IFS therapy is internal family systems, which is based on the belief system that we have multiple parts of who we are. And the fear-based thoughts that we that I referenced in the Choose Again method are often in IFS referred to as inner critics, but in IFS, we would call them protector parts. So the parts of us that say you're not good enough to do that, or the parts of us that that are fighting and rageful, or the parts of us that are always feeling like the victim. And the protectors are protecting us from feeling deeper inner child wounded parts. 
So we've got these inner critics that are always on high alert so that we don't have to feel the more wounded child parts. This is really taking a humongous body of work by Dick Schwartz and simplifying it as much as I can. So Allison is asking how that second step of forgiving your self for having the negative thought relates to internal family systems, IFS therapy. And here we go. Hopefully Dick will listen to this and say, good job, Gabby. I think, I think we're going to get there. So we've got this fear-based thought, the inner critic that's always showing up. But it, according to IFS, we also have self. And self is the spiritual connection within us. Self is the resourced part of who we are. Self is the person that shows up when we are feeling confident and strong. And self is our truth. So the moment that we forgive the part of us that wants to lean into the inner critic and we lean into that voice of forgiveness, we're connecting to self. We're letting self lead. We're letting self talk back to the inner critic. You are not who I am. You're just a thought that I keep thinking. Thank you for being a part of me, but I'm not going to say that this is exactly my reality. Thank you so much for sharing. I'm going to let you relax now. You don't have to be so extreme. You've done your part. I forgive you. Let's take a breath. So it's really self speaking back to the inner critic. Now, does that make sense to you, Allison? That makes perfect sense. So it's like acknowledging that that part has been working really hard and telling it that it doesn't need to work so hard and forgiving it for maybe protecting for, from some things that you might need to fetal still. Correct. Forgetting the fact that it's been protecting other parts. Let's just, let's just say thank you for doing the job that you've been doing. You've been a little bit extreme and I forgive you for that. And I'm going to let myself, my higher self lead now and I'm going to choose again. I'm going to choose a self-led thought. I'm going to choose a loving thought. And the thing about working with IFS is that we don't want to shame our parts. We all have different parts of ourselves. We act out in different ways. We become addicted. We have fear-based belief systems. We have over overactive belief systems, rageful ways that we show up. And these different parts of us have had a role and some of them have been very extreme. And the goal isn't to shame the parts. The goal is to forgive them and help them become less extreme. Thank you. That's so, so helpful. Thank you so much. Ugh, I just love you. Allison, coming in hot with a real big question here to start us off today on Dear Gabby. But I, I, I hope that I'm doing a good job of really demystifying these principles. It could sound like a lot, but I do promise to continue to unpack this. I'm actually taking the level one IFS training this fall and will continue to do all the levels that I can get to because it's something that's very, very valuable to me personally. And I know it's going to be extremely important for me to do my part to demystify the principles for a more uh, broader audience beyond just what happens in the therapy settings, because it's transformational work. Thank you, Gabby. Let's bring in the next guest. Who is next? Hi. Hi. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. My heart's racing. What's going on, lady love? How you doing? I'm good. I... I guess my question is just relationship oriented. I'm wondering, I'm a single mom of teenagers and I'm having, I'm in a relationship, but my children really don't like him and neither does my family. <laughs> and it's kind of feels like a 
no-win situation. And, you know, I'm trying to trust in the universe and just kind of go with it each day and just see if something changes and I'm, I'm really not changing anything in the process, but I, I'm just curious if you have any advice on that. Do you like him? Yeah, I do. We were in a relationship right after my divorce and it was very, very, very high and low kind of thing. We were both going through divorce together and I think we really helped each other. And then things just kind of spun out of control and we, ended it and then ended up reconnecting during the pandemic. And now I guess like my family just kind of sees it as like they remember the turmoil at the end. They haven't forgiven him. Right. Have you forgiven him? I have for sure. Okay. Has he changed? I think so in some ways. I still see things his emotions are very erratic, not like in a violent way, just very can kind of fall into depression a bit. And, mm-hmm. and I, I kind of feel myself falling there with him because I have so much empathy for him, but I know I've changed a lot. Like I, I feel stronger than our past relationship. All right. So here's the deal. Here's the deal, Brooke. We're all wounded people. Everybody suffers. We all have really difficult parts of ourselves that are challenging to show up for at times. In some cases, it's mental illness. In some cases, it's, it's depression. In your case, you said you have so much empathy, so you are likely maybe over-empathizing at times, taking on the wounds of others to try to save them or just it's in your nature, which is a beautiful quality, but it can be extreme. And we all have these different extreme roles and we must be loving, caring, kind, and forgiving of one another, no matter what our behaviors are. But we also have to have a baseline of where we will say, this is my tolerance level. So there has to be a level of, I can stick around for this or I can't. But it doesn't mean that we have to stop loving someone. So what I'm hearing from you is there's love, there's connection, there's probably um, some sense of safety, having a partner, even especially during COVID, which I want to really acknowledge and respect. But there's also wounds and there's also hurt and there's also unhealthy empath nature and there's also falling into depression with someone and there's some stuff that's up. And then there's the family that's not really down with this because it's caused you harm in the past and might continue to be causing you harm. So I think that you are aware of the problems, but while still simultaneously hoping for it to work out. The answer truly is when it comes to relationships, if both partners are growing, then there's some hope. You know, there's possibility. There's an opportunity to to say, hey, family members, give me a chance. We're both in this growth moment together. We're working, we're, we're growing. If one partner is growing and the other partner is staying stagnant, that's usually a sign that it's not moving in the same direction and that there may be a line to be drawn temporarily, permanently, who knows. But I just want to encourage you to focus on that. Are you growing together 
or is it off balance? Because that misalignment is likely what you're referencing when you kind of come up with like, well, but this, but that, I'm going into the darkness with him. And it's likely what your parents and your children are picking up on. So I'm not saying that he's not a wonderful human. Everyone is a wonderful human. Every human is a wonderful human. We all are based in a core truth, which is love. We just become separated from that love because of many different circumstances. And the further that separation, the further the traumatization, the more blown out these extreme parts of us become, the harder it is to show up at our highest and best self. So for you, Brooke, you have to keep your side of the street clean and recognize if I'm moving and I'm growing and he's not growing with me, I might have to reassess this. Does that resonate with you, Brooke? Yeah, big time. I I got sober right at the end of our relationship. And that's when I, I definitely created a lot of boundaries that I hadn't in the years before that. And so, I, yeah, I, I think that's at that time, I definitely recognized, oh my gosh, I'm really growing and he's the same. And that might still be the case. Yeah, I think it is. I, th- I honestly think it is. And you know, I don't, I don't waste any time here. So I think that my homework for you is to take this in, sit with it, really continue to come back to is he growing with me or is he not? Because it's totally fine for relationships to be suffering as long as both partners are in the growth together. But when one person's growing and the other one's not, it can be challenging. So it's something for you to take seriously. Okay, love? Thank you so much. But remember our card, right? Our, my, my spiritual faith, my spiritual connection offers me that certainty and that faith. And so you can keep deepening your spiritual connection, meditating more, connecting more through prayer, turning it over, staying clean and sober, all of the things that you did when you got sober to stay sober. Use those tools because the more you stay grounded there, the more you can trust in the unfolding. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Thank you, Brooke. Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you. Yesterday, I got a package from my favorite, favorite, favorite electrolyte company, Element. They sent me over my watermelon electrolytes. As you know, I love to sweat. I'm in my sauna. I'm working out. It's also a bajillion degrees right now. So I'm enjoying my Element to stay hydrated. After discovering Element years ago, they've become a part of my daily routine to keep me hydrated and energized, truly. Electrolyte deficiency or imbalances can cause symptoms like headaches, cramps, fatigue, weakness. And everyone needs electrolytes, especially people that are on a low-carb diet like me, anyone that practices intermittent fasting, which I do from time to time, or people that are really active physically or sweating a lot. Element is an incredible electrolyte drink mix with everything you need and nothing you don't. That means lots of salt, no sugar. As you know, I do not do sugar. And Rob Wolf, the co-founder, is a biochemist. And Element contains a science-backed electrolyte ratio of 1,000 milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams of potassium, 60 milligrams of magnesium with no junk, no sugar, no coloring, no artificial ingredients, no gluten, no fillers, no BS. Try it totally risk-free. If you don't like it, they'll give you your money back. No questions asked. I drink Element every day to support my workouts and my favorite flavors are watermelon and guess what? They have chocolate. 
know it sounds random, but I really like it. As a member of our community, Element has a very special offer for you. Claim your free Element sample pack. You only cover the cost of shipping. Get yours here. Drink L mnt.com slash G-A-B-B-Y. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T dot com slash G-A-B-B-Y. Drinkelement.com slash Gabby. All right. I think we have time for one or two more Dear Gabbies today. Let's see who's coming through. Let's see who's coming through today. Welcome. 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 Hi. (laughs) Where are you from, sweetheart? What's your name? My name's Kimberly. I'm logging in from Florida. I was actually thinking every time I come on, I'm thinking of like the questions I want to ask or like the help I need. And I think, oh my God, my heart's beating so fast. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm really excited. I am a medical student under quite a lot of stress and uncertainty during COVID, trying to take the MCAT, have a lot of schoolwork, and all of a sudden, like, I have so much to do. And I think my main problem is not tuning in. And if I do, I sit there for like literally two seconds in the morning or I only do it when I'm in a breakdown. Well, first of all, I want to acknowledge you for your commitment to serve in this way. Anyone who chooses the path of the medical profession is a human angel, in my opinion. And so I just want to give you a lot of love and a lot of... uh, gratitude for the work that you're committing to do and who you're committing to be in the world. And I think that one of the things that's really missed in the medical training is self-care. And I, I'm not a doctor and I haven't gone through med school, but I have a lot of friends who have and family members who have. And I think that it's almost this storyline of the harder you work, the more you're sleeping on your feet, standing against a wall, the better you are that mentality bleeds into a lot of our cultural norms of the harder I work, the more I suffer, the more I'll succeed. But it's quite the opposite. The more we suffer, the more we suffer. The more we suffer, the more we block the capacity for success to move through us naturally. That doesn't mean that we don't work hard. That doesn't mean that we aren't devoted and committed and work long hours when we're building something or when we're early in the days of medical school like you are. But what it does mean is that we recognize and identify that the key to success is a grounded state of serenity, a grounded state of peace to take action from that place of spiritual alignment a place of grounded, calm, parasympathetic nervous system, right? Not being in that state of of, of fight flight and really reorganizing your energy so that you are not moving and creating from a place of stress. You know, as a medical student, that stress is one of the number one killers and one of the number one causes of all things that can detour us from our highest capacity. So stress is what's causing inflammation. Stress is what's causing gut conditions, what's causing physical pain. According to Dr. Sarno, Dr. John Sarno, who wrote the book Healing Back Pain, he also wrote many other incredible books about the psychosomatic condition of stress. When we are in a state of stress, so many different physical symptoms will manifest. And the same goes for spiritual symptoms, symptoms of feeling as though you're blocking your spiritual connection. And so that's what I'm just feeding back to you right now. The metaphysical, metaphysician and Gabby speaking back to you saying, this is a time for you. You're very young. You are, you are very wise. You are realizing in this moment that the work isn't to keep working harder, but the work is to slow down more. 
And when I say slow down, it doesn't mean that you're not showing up. When I say slow down, it means that you are harnessing the tools and methods that work for you to get grounded and to get centered and to get to a place of relaxation and to tune into those practices for longer than what you have been so that they can take effect and also so that they can be a sustainable force throughout your day. So let's do one together right now that I want to see where you are right now, zero to 10, 10 being the highest. Where are you with your sort of level of anxiety and stress? Um, I'll say like between a seven and an eight. A seven and an eight. Okay. So really right now, simply, I just want you to place your right hand on your heart and your left hand on your belly. And I want you to close your eyes and I want you to press your right hand on your heart and your left hand on your belly. And everybody watching, I want to welcome you all to do this. And so Kimberly, I want you to take a deep breath in and on the inhale, extend your diaphragm. And on the exhale, I want you to let it go. One more deep breath. Inhale, extend the diaphragm. Exhale, let it go. Now I want to do a rapid breath inhale and exhale. Inhale out the diaphragm, exhale, relax. So we're going to rapidly breathe through our nose, which is called breath of fire. And I want you to inhale out, exhale in. Inhale out, when I say out, extending your diaphragm. And exhale, relaxing your diaphragm. And we're all going to do this together. It's called breath of fire, breathing in and out of your nostrils. And you're going to do, if you're pregnant or on your period, I would just do long, deep breath. But what we're going to do now is we're going to breathe. And if you're driving, don't do this. But I want to just start by breathing in through the nose, out through the nose, and you're going to follow my lead. So inhale, out. Exhale, relax the diaphragm. Now we're going to go a little faster. Inhale, out. Exhale, relax. Inhale, diaphragm, out. Exhale, relax. All through your nostrils. Inhale, out. Exhale, relax. Out, in, out, in, out, in, out, in, out, in. In, out, in. Out, in, out, in, out, in, out, in. Keep fluttering the diaphragm with every inhale and exhale faster and faster. Go as fast as you comfortably can. If you're sitting comfortably somewhere, close your eyes. If you're driving, do not do this. Inhale out, exhale in, inhale out, exhale in. Breath of fire. Inhale out, exhale in, inhale out, in, out, in, out, in, out, in. Deep breath in. Hold that breath, and on the exhale, let it go. One more deep breath in. Hold it, and on the exhale, let it go. Kimberly, you were at an eight. Where are you now, my love? Like a four. An eight to a four? For real, Kimberly, for real, an eight to a four. She promises me. 
that breath of fire practice of just rapid fluttering of your diaphragm starts to send that message to the nervous system. It, it stimulates the vagus nerve, which starts to regulate your nervous system. And you know all about this as a medical student. And it sends that message that, that, that it is safe to relax. It sends a message to the viscera, relax. It sends a message to your muscles, relax. It sends a message all throughout your body that you can indeed regulate that state of hypervigilance and stress. Breathe your way back into a place of ease. We did breath of fire probably for 30 seconds and you went from an eight to a four. So what I want you to do, Kimberly, and everybody else watching, to take this practice of breath of fire, I, I like to call it the meditation for busting through the blocks. And your right hand on your heart and your left hand on your belly is that beautiful hold of safety that I'll keep coming back to over and over again, getting yourself to a place of safety. And my friends, breath of fire will be a great way to bust through the blocks of stress and regulate yourself quickly in the moment. So Kimberly, baby, you went from an eight to a four. So you believe me, it works, right? I do. She does. She does. Will you make a commitment to me that you'll do this throughout the day? I will do my best to do it. I don't know if I like that answer, Kimberly. Yes, yes, I will do it. You came on Dear Gabby and I gave you a gift and you're saying maybe. I don't want a maybe. Do you know what the universe says to maybe? The universe says, well, maybe I'll hook you up too, baby. So I need a hell yes, Gabby. Can I get a hell yes, Gabby? Yes. Definitely. <laughs> okay. Yes, definitely. I am committed to, say it to me, I'm committed to using this tool. I'm committed to using this tool. I'm always here to, to give you guys a spiritual kick in the ass. I'm not here to play small people. So, you know, I don't like the, maybe I'll do it. I want you to make that commitment, my love. And I think it'll really greatly benefit you throughout the rest of this experience of medical school. And as a physician, it will be a saving grace to return to your breath through breath of fire. There you go, my love. Boom. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right. So let's let's keep it rolling and going. That practice was called breath of fire. It is a practice of fluttering your diaphragm. And on the inhale, your diaphragm extends. On the exhale, it contracts. Inhale out, exhale in, and then it flutters. And what it does is it stimulates the vagus nerve to really relax the nervous system. And it allows you to get out of that sympathetic hyperarousal and into a parasympathetic state so that you can be more regulated and feel more ease. All right, let's bring in the next player here on the Dear Gabby podcast. Who's next? Who's next? Oh, hello. Hi. Khaled. Hi, Khaled. How are you, sweetheart? I'm good. Um, um, how are you? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I just came out of the shower and I just didn't expect that. I, you know, I love when you guys are not prepared for me. It's just the best. <laughs> That's why I love this show. That's how this show began. People were like all in quarantine coming out of the shower with face masks on and all the things, you know, green face masks, like the ones that we do to clean our face. Actually, first of all, I would like to congratulate everyone on uh, happy Pride Month. Happy Pride mm. Month, my friend. Mm. There we go. Yes, thank you for sharing uh, that. My pleasure. Um, actually, I'm homosexual and I'm very proud. And now I'm on my spiritual journey. I gave up my job from nine to five, basically. I remember when usually even in the book, the universe has you back when it says, when you don't get a sign, that itself is a sign. And I took that as a sign. I've been looking for a job for months and months. And then my, then my friends even, they're like, Harlot, you're blind. You should go and be a healer. What exactly what you always wanted to do. Book my ticket. I registered in 
I'm gonna get a, get certified as a hypnotherapist. Very, very yes, um, excellent. And I'm gonna learn sound healing in order just to be over general, a very holistic pra- practitioner. Fingers crossed if everything goes smoothly. However, I use your choose choose again method if I'm not mistaken. Your super attractor book, which is beautiful. Thank you again for that. My question is, uh, there are little, little steps that I need to do during this journey. Okay, the biggest step is done. I booked the flight. I, I spoke to all the mentors, the gurus that I'm coming. I'm getting the, I want to take the course. But there are little, little stuff that I want to do that, that it prevents me to have a little bit of doubt in it. I know I'm, I'm, a, I'm a person that when I feel something, I just do it like that. And it's the aha moment, which you usually talk about it. It comes to me and I'm like, okay, I'm doing it. I don't I know what's the what's the outcome is gonna be and I surround it. But there's a little bit down deep in my heart, those sort of things which comes up. I'm like, oh God, Fallet, shall I do this? Shall I click on it? Shall I do that? Shall I open the door? It prevents me. And, and I know this is a big leap actually from going a corporate job into being a healer. I know I have a long road to go. I want to just make sure these little, little humps doesn't prevent me to do the right decisions. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, my friend, you've answered your own question. You've made a big commitment to do something that's outside of the typical norm, outside of your comfort zone, to leave a steady nine to five job, to step into becoming a healer, to go to the training, to get the hypnotherapy going, to get the sound healing going. And there's a little voice in you that's like, who are you to do this? Maybe it's a big voice. Maybe sometimes it's quiet. Maybe sometimes it's loud. I want you to recognize that that voice that's whispering in your ear or screaming at times is the same voice that all of the people whom you will heal in the future will have. So you've been given a great teacher. Your greatest teacher is not the hypnotherapist. It's not the sound bath healer that's going to teach you that. It's the voice of fear. The voice of fear, if you see it through the lens of what it can teach you, can be alchemized into your greatest strength. It can be turned upside down and used as a gift so that you can live to tell the experience of what it means to demystify that fear, to unpack that fear, to lower the volume on that fear through your spiritual practices. And it's beautiful that you brought up the Choose Again method because right back where we started this show, we started with the Choose Again method right back here. That method is a spiritual practice that I hope you will live day in and day out, moment to moment, and master, and most importantly, teach. Once you master that method, sweetheart, it's yours to share. So let's really just say thank you to that fear because it's revealing to you how big this is, what a big move this is, how exciting this is. Sometimes fear and anxiety are often masking another feeling, which is excitement. So there's this excitement mixed with some fear, mixed with some doubt, mixed with some stories. But when we make the pursuit to truly heal others, we have to make it to heal ourselves first. 
So this fear is just revealing to you a few more corners of healing that you are going to step into fully and completely, to own fully and completely, to claim fully and completely, so that you can teach others to do the same. Oh, wow. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. I think all I needed to just someone just to be reconfirmed that and it resonates with my heart so much that it's just it's just beautiful. I don't know what sort of word can I put on that, but I want to actually I want to actually point something out to you. When you came on and you said Happy Pride Month and you said I'm homosexual, I'm so proud of that. I believed you, baby. I was I was, it I felt that so deeply like you were just like I am proud of that. Like I felt it, right? And my guess is that many years ago there might have been fear within you about being homosexual. Am I correct? Very correct. Very correct, yeah. right? But today you're on live with me in front of thousands of people and you're like, I am proud homosexual, right? It's the same with being a healer. Right now, that same voice of fear that held you back from claiming your homosexuality is now showing up and holding you a little bit back from claiming the fact that you're a healer. But baby, you see now the, the radical transformation that you've made from the young man who was afraid to admit that he was homosexual to now getting on live with me and saying, I am proud to be homosexual. That same transformation is available to you with this career change. And you know what it takes to get there because you've lived it. It's the subtle, subtle shifts. It's the subtle adjustments. And then one day you wake up and you're like, yeah, I'm a healer. That's what I do. I'm an amazing healer and I am proud to be a healer. And I can't even imagine a time when I would have doubted it. Yeah, thank you. That's that's exactly, it is. And just want to point out to all from everyone, all the all gays, lesbian, anyone who's out, please, please make sure that you raise your voice, your voice, your decision, because any dreams, all your dreams, all your voices are still valid. Mm -hmm. And I'm so proud to say that as someone comes from, from a very conservative religion to the where I am now, exactly the way you pointed out so beautifully, so proud to say that. Man, you know, it's beautiful. It's almost like you're having another coming out now, right? With this new career transition. So I want you to rely on the tools and the spiritual faith that you had at the time when you were coming out originally and just use it again. Go for it bigger, even more now. It's beautiful. I will. I will. I am going to end my show with you, Khaled. You are a rock star, my sweet. I really hope you to stay connected with us. You can always email support at gabbybernstein.com once you finished your training with all of your sound healing and the hypnosis. And I want you to track with me and let me know how it goes because I really believe in you. And I can tell that you're going to do something very big with this. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Gabby. Thank you, gorgeous. God bless you, sweetness. Thank you so much for being with me today. What a show, guys. What a show. Wow. When I cultivate a spiritual connection, I can trust the universe no matter what. I think this is such a core theme not just for this show, but for all of the shows that come through here on Dear Gabby, because without that strong foundation, the cultivation of a spiritual connection, whatever that means to you, you can define that in any form you want. Without that, 
we feel uncertainty. Without that, we feel shaky. Without that, we look for it in outside relationships like we saw with April. And we we look for it in other relationships like we saw with Brooke and we settle for things that may not be of our highest and best. Or we hold ourselves back like we saw with Khaled where we might hold ourselves back from stepping into our power fully and completely. But each soul that came onto this show today had a commitment to cultivate a deeper spiritual connection. And it's in that connection that they will indeed step in fully and completely to that sense of certainty and faith, no matter what. That faith is available to all of us. That clear direction is available to all of us. The freedom from our suffering is available to all of us. It is, I think, a huge core message to really boil this down today for this show is that we don't have to judge how much we put into our spiritual condition. We don't have to say, oh, it's so hard. I have to do that again, or how difficult it's going to be. We can celebrate it. We can celebrate it. We can commit to it. We can play this whole podcast back again and go back to other Dear Gabby's and strengthen our faith and listen to all of the messages that come through here and read the books and and go to the courses and do whatever it takes to get closer to consciousness, as Deepak Chopra said to me once. Do whatever it takes to get closer to consciousness and really make that something that we celebrate and something that we're deeply, deeply proud of. Because without it, we're like that fish out of water just flailing around. But with that spiritual connection, we can trust the universe no matter what. Thank you guys for showing up today. Thank you for being on Dear Gabby. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. That is a wrap. That is a wrap, my friends. Thank you. 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 If you made it to the end of this episode, that means you're truly committed to miracles. I'm really proud of you. If you want to get more Gabby, tune in every Monday for a new episode. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of the guidance or special bonus episodes. Your experience of this show means a lot to me. So I really want to welcome you to leave an honest review. And you can follow me on social media at Gabby Bernstein. And if you want to get in on the action, sign up for a chance to be Dear Gabby live at DearGabby.com. See you next week. Gabby. Gabby.